Hey, and welcome to the Rugby Report Card for another week. Bit of a pity party this week with the Wallabies and the Poms going down, but welcome to the Rugby Report Card's pity party for the week. You get the pom-poms out for the pity party, it's uh... the podcast. Yeah. All right, well, I'm Blake. With me on my right is Jim. Hey, how you doing, dudes? And we've got Richard here too. (coughs) Hey, great bit of alliteration to start off with, by the way. Uh, It's not just your run-of-the-mill English teacher. It's amazing how much it just occurs when you turn it on. We didn't speak five minutes and then all of a sudden we're recording. Yeah. Pom-poms at the pity party for the podcast comes out. <laughs> oh, it's a Sunday morning podcast. What a way to start, eh? We used to always do Sunday mornings. No, it's, no, no. it's the right time stuff for it. It's just hard hard yeah, to get organised. Absolutely. Nice cup of tea. Nice cold day. It's not a chai, though. No, not a chai. The air's cold. The air's cold. The air's cold. I just wrote it. The, the air's cold. Cold. Mm. cold air. Better than the train. Nice day for a train. There's yeah. no cold air on the train. It's true. It's warm true. air on the train. It's lovely and warm. But you would have had to walk from the station. Cold air on that. Yeah. 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 Warm me up, though, the walk. Yeah, it did. Yeah, so, we walk. Sunday yeah. morning walk. Another yeah. cup of tea. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's all good. Life, huh? Isn't it great? Oh, Days like this, winter sun makes you love life. Absolutely. And if anyone is still listening, <laughs> it's very time you're doing well. <coughs> I prefer overcast. Yeah, but you're a miserable cat. You're going to shoot me down, <laughs> but I prefer overcast. That's outrageous. You get the pressure of having to do something significant when the sun's out. When it's not out, and you've got all the excuses in the world. That's, yeah, that tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's very profound. <laughs> oh, should, we go, should we talk about some oh, rugby? This, yeah, this is yeah. a rugby. this is a rugby podcast. Another week of international rugby, and a... Um, well, lots of talking points this week. Some very good rugby in the midst of it. Mm. Um, some exciting the... rugby, some close games. Mm. Italy, Japan, obviously being the highlight of 25-22. Is that the game we were talking about? Yes? No, that, that, I tell you what that game was. That game was a multi-killer. Yeah? Because it started the weekend. But yeah. it can't be watched, though. It's not on Fox, is it? No. no, no. no. I, I didn't watch it. No, but, I didn't. But good on Italy. I think they needed some credibility. Yeah. They had to They had to win one of these. Mm. Oh, they were heavy underdogs. Mm-hmm. So, good on them. Absolutely. but um, Deep insight there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> the Italian fans enjoy that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we actually start at the top with the, with the Kiwi game, or do you want to go straight into the, uh, uh, the Australia-Ireland game? I'll go Kiwi. Yeah, yeah, I'll go Kiwi, and I'll be quick. Beeps quick. It's just the card. Because I don't think New Zealand played to their potential. They took the piss with their bench after the 55th minute or whatever. Um, they didn't. They didn't play like the All Blacks, um, and it's probably because they knew they were playing a fourteen-man French side. Mm. Anyone who tries to say otherwise is just lying to defend a terrible decision. See, this is this is where you're going to shoot me down. Probably the problem is 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 not with the decision; it's with the laws of the game. Surely, because Angus Gardner, I felt, was put in a position where he was probably he had to make that decision because of what the remit has been set by World Rugby. So. So I feel a bit bad for him. He was just following the instruction um, of, of what's been put forward, no? Oh, I thought that originally, but I don't actually agree. Okay. I think mitigating uh, Lennart Brown pushed him into the zone, so clearly he can't get, get up as high. And the rule is you're not in a realistic position to catch the ball. Bowden Barrett's not there, he catches the ball. He's getting penalised for not out-jumping Bowden Barrett. The bloke was trying to catch the ball, he's just not as athletic and there was a mitigation of the push. Um, I think that's the rule is you're not in a reasonable spot to catch a ball. He was going to catch a ball. Never once looked at Bowden Barrett. Never once wrapped his arms. Never once Isn't made a shoulder. Is that an issue that he didn't look at Bowden Barrett? No, he was point? going for the ball. 
So he was making a reasonable attempt to catch the ball. They've always ruled this, though. And he just got penalised. He got penalised for not being as athletic. They always rule it as whoever's higher has the um, well, then, then, then benefit of the doubt. Well, then I think they're not ruling in the same correlation as what the law says. Um, it's just shit. He got penalised for not jumping higher than Bowden Barrett. Um, and he was there was a slight push by Leonard Brown. I think that's enough mitigating circumstances for it just to be a yellow. Now, even if you want to say Angus got it right, which was my first reaction, it's a fucking horrific law. It's so stupid, mate. The only thing is you, and again, it's such a uh, such a question mark over it, I suppose. But what would you do then to change it? Because we do have to look after the the, uh, the player. toughen up. Yeah. Just well, just, just, just simply just mate. I flicked up. over to the AFL. I watched it for fifteen minutes. There was a hundred equivalent <laughs> challenges. If you don't refer like that, the players get more skilled at protecting themselves going out for it. I don't just know what just watch is. the AFL for 15 minutes, mate. Every single kick's a contest. You're taking the contest out of it. Are they and both if, in the air in AFL? Yeah, always. There's yeah, usually three or four blokes in the air. Yeah, like so, old so mate which was is good. Too. And if you were... A few fists there too. Probably. A few jumper punches, maybe. Um, but like, if you're in rugby, if you're both in the air, then you, it's a player. He was in the air. No, the French he was. He was off the ground. He was off the ground. Was he? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll stand corrected then. I didn't think he was off the air. He just wasn't as high as Bowden Barrett. Okay. So it's just, it's a crazy rule for me. And um, even if you agree with that law to protect the players, and, you know, you don't want to be on the non-progressive side of this concussion conversation, um, surely the red card's a stupid rule. It's kind of a test match ruined 13 minutes into it. I think we've done that whole conversation. So well, I'll do it again. It's an insane decision to have a player taken off the field for a full 80 minutes. Why are we still watching? Well, we're not, are we? No, to change the channel. Picked like, our phones up, AFL. Yeah, we're game on that. But is there any? There just doesn't seem to be any uproar because they're obviously resting really heavily on the fact that teams will change their play to suit safety, and it's not happening, man. There's too yeah, many variables. There's too many chances. Cost toss of the coin, shit, and it's not changing, man. It's just creating shit rugby. I think I've got two suggestions. One really simple one is it cannot be a red unless there is intent to do foul play. But that's really hard to... Rather than the outcome of where the player lands. But that's hard to distinguish intent, surely. I think you just look at their eyes. Oh, I I disagree with that. I understand where you're coming from. I would would say it's really difficult. Full stop then. Almost all of these are always yellow then. Then the red cards are for punches for headlocks, for head rolls, for shoulder charges in rucks. When there's intent to cause foul play, keep the red. When it's a contest gone wrong, it can only be a yellow. And I just think that's a simple way to And this was a contest stop, gone wrong. To stop this issue. If it's a contest gone wrong, it's a yellow. If it's intent to cause damage, it's a red. Um, but I would prefer to see a red card is you're off for 10 and then you're replaced. So it doesn't wreck the game early on. You've got 40,000 people at the game, million people watching it. We've read 15 articles leading up to it. Us and 50 other punters France have, done have flown halfway across the world. People have paid hundreds of dollars for tickets. People have gone to the pub. People have caught up with their friends and family to watch the game, and it's over in 13 minutes. It's, uh, the sport's a joke, if that's <coughs> the case. And we're a year away from this happening at the World Cup. Is it more prevalent than it ever has been? It seems like it's Well, I think as players have got more athletic... They're getting higher up in the air, and therefore it's it's getting worse. If you watch the game, say 2007 World Cup when the up and under was just really coming into the game as a serious tactic, 
um, players were still catching it on the ground. I agree um, with Richard that it's what Gardner did was consistent with everything that has happened thus far. Oh, but it's a joke. It's a joke that they left that Leonard Brown push completely out of the conversation, didn't even address it, and intent. I know you don't rule on intent. They tend to always rule on result, and it was a bad result. Bowden didn't come back. But it's not his fault. And no. I'm not... did his best. He's just trying to catch the ball, man. man. That's the fucking flip of the coin. That's the thing. toughness that's involved with the sport. And it's I'm not going to go is. down the rabbit hole of it's a conspiracy. New Zealand always get the best decision. New Zealand, no, man. New Zealand beat France every day of the week. It, it, over a year or two, it works out both ways. And they certainly didn't get it in that Lions series when you look at that last panel and things like that. I, I, there's not some conspiracy toward New Zealand here. It's just there's a bad law being adjudicated not entirely consistently or well. And I guess maybe that one's being consistently adjudicated, but then you look at things like spear tackles, they're not consistent. And then what annoys me is once they've given a red for foul play... <coughs> You're nodding a lot, Richard. They won't give a second. Well, I'm nodding a lot. In, uh, yeah, in like they're too scared to give a second yellow. So when the French... 5-8 did a spear tackle on Whitelock, no different from Corabetti's, I'd argue it was worse, because he'd already put someone away, he just, oh no, play on. I feel sorry for that little French kid in the crowd, man, Benjamin Falls, his favourite player, <laughs> followed him his whole life, finally he's come down to Wellington. Mum and Dad have forked out for yeah. the tickets, <laughs> first ever international fly. Got his jersey on, love to see his favourite player play the game he loves, 11 minutes later, see you champ. Maybe the French will spot him a ticket next week. Maybe they'll fly him home or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We, we can push on from that, obviously, and talk about players and structures and stuff like that. But but that's the story coming out of this one. And it's not the Kiwis' fault. Like, they... Whatever. Bowden Barrett jumped really high, and I feel really sorry for Bowden Barrett. He didn't get back on the field. Bloke shouldn't have a concussion. He should be allowed to catch the ball and not be hit. Um, yeah, it sucks. But, I mean, that's the that's the talking point from this one, isn't it? Mm. I mean, the, the good news is France didn't lose the plot this week. They stayed in the game and they kept fighting. Um, I don't know. Perinara was rubbish. Mackenzie took a while to settle into 10. Yeah, They're taking French... very high-risk plays when they didn't need to, but I guess that comes with the arrogance of having 15. I don't even think it's arrogance. I think it's the fact is that, let's be honest, when you drop your level in any sport you play when you play against a team that is, when you've got one more man in the team, your level drops naturally. Because... You, you think it is going to be easy and you think you've got that extra man so you should be able to go wide and just because ultimately in a game like rugby over time that will happen because the other team gets tired so especially I when you're already so heavily faint yeah so I understand the inaccuracies of the All Blacks disappointing 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 but I understand from the psyche point of view uh, I think it did it continues to show to me personally and again it's probably unfair uh, for the aforementioned reasons but I don't think McKenzie's a long-term solution at 10, but again, that's that's an unfair statement based on what I've just said. So um, Ben Smith continues to show that he's a class act. Yeah, that one try of his um, was outrageous. Absolutely. Um, I think the other things for, for them is really is just to so they get through the game and move on to next week and see what happens. But again, Kiwi start heavily favourites next week. Bass Rose a bum, isn't he? How long are they going to do that shit for? I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. As soon as, like, you run at him, he's going to hit really hard. He's 300 kilos. You run one centimetre to his right, you're in a hole. Mm. Mm. It's what... He can't even keep up. No. He literally looks like a bloke at Subby, so when someone kicks it, goes, ah, fuck. 
It's chase. that one thing as well where you know if you run a simple unders, or you set, get that guy running back off, you drift across and put the guy back inside you. He's not changing. He's directly. not making that change. He's not making that change. He's like hoping the guy inside him has drifted out as much as he has. Because if he's not, you are in trouble. He's a captain, right? Yeah, yeah and no, that's a strange choice. choice. The, the extent of his captaining is just shrugging. Yeah, he throws his arms up when he doesn't quite understand what's a, going a on. A Frenchman is a gesturer. Are you trying to sedate? Yeah, you're, trying to you're doing that? racial stereotypes yep, on French people it. again. Yep. Dude. Yep. <laughs> I thought the French ten was great. I thought he had a really good game. I don't mean he had a really good ten minutes, and then he hung in there the rest of the game. Mm. Um, probably should have been Simbin later on in the game per the rules, but I thought he played well, tackled well, ran mm. with the ball well, put a few guys in some space. Mm. I love for, for the French really. It's it's a shame. Both tries that were disallowed were for very valid reason. But you wanted, especially that one where it was where it was fifteen all fifteen. They both had fifteen men, and you just wanted them to get yeah, out of score because yeah. then that makes the game competitive. That's the game. That's the one that you that changes. And, really. and that's the thing with New Zealand. And I guess New Zealand fans need to understand that we're not anti New Zealand, but we understand for a team to beat New Zealand in New Zealand, you almost need everything to go your mm. way. Absolutely. You need to score those tries. You need to get the card decision your way. You're not going to beat them otherwise. If you stuff up those those percentage players scoring the try, the ref sends money players up, you're just never going to beat the All Blacks in New Zealand. They're just too strong an outfit, mm. um, despite looking a bit poo last night. So do you, uh, projecting forward, uh, not, not to what you guys think will be the result, because we'll do that later, but in regards to the, the team moving forward, Obviously, the final match of the three-match series at, at uh, Fourth High Spa. Jim loves the stadium. Would you uh, predict or um, any changes to that Kiwi team moving forward? Uh, there's just a lot of guys out. So I think it's more who's fit and who's not fit. I'd imagine that they'll just try and keep their squad together as best they can and then review looking at who's fit and who's not fit for the rugby championship. And then yeah. those incumbents would obviously find their way back in. Absolutely. Um, did you like Joe Moody's try? I think that's the furthest I've ever seen him run. Did you try? There's the unders line. Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. Did you, I think it was the scrub off. I think it was Para at one point could have gone over and tackled him. Clearly didn't fancy tackling him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Barnstorming Moody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not in either. <laughs> no. Take it. Yeah. That was immediately after the card, wasn't it? No, it was before the card. Before the card? Oh, no, it was immediately after it. Sorry, apologies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, I'm not getting in Joe Moody's way either. Soft defence, but. Yeah, in the first channel. Yeah, Should we kick? Yeah, not. I mean, there's just not too much you can take away from that one, other than please, someone review these laws before we get to the World Cup. Do you think there'll ever be a? There's like no way a, they're going to do that. Like it's not a, enough time do, to adjust. Will there ever be a time? And I don't know it's too too quick for 2019. But do you think there'll ever be a major overhaul of them? Yeah, I just think what's really difficult. Um, and again, I don't like to talk about these other codes as much. But when you look at it's hard to not be progressive when it comes to concussions. So it's kind of once you've made a decision, it looks bad to be going backwards. Mm. Um, whereas if you're where rugby league is, where every single tackle is a head high. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. You can, no, I'm not saying that's yeah. good, but I'm saying you can make smaller progressive steps. I think rugby was first to do it, and I think they're very hard decisions to go back on player safety for the, for the betterment of the game. Um, I think it's hard to do. I hope it is done, and I don't mean that for less player safety, but I think if we start refereeing it correctly, players may change their technique. Because when you I watch a sport like AFL or Gaelic football, blokes can get up, contest the ball without getting fucking injured. I think that's what they're... Uh, to, to use a, another analogy of getting better technique and doing that, because 
the cricket helmet, there's been more people hit on the head yeah. since the invention of the cricket helmet than what there ever was due to multiple reasons, speed of the bowlers, etc. But because technique, people playing the hook shot has increased and people's technique has got worse because they feel that invincibility of the helmet. So I think the, the idea of technique and making sure that you develop that, and other than being, okay, we're going to be protected by a card, is, is a very valuable Yeah, because the players are almost too brave. Yeah. The like, other difference is, flew. the mm. other difference is when you look at AFL, very, very rarely do you have players running towards each other trying to catch a ball. It's more They're all running towards in the same direction, yeah. catching it on the fly, where in the up and unders, which is the issue, they're running right at each other, then mm. getting up. It's always going to result in some horrific flip at some point. Do you think there's also, and many AFL pundits might disagree with this, but there is a, there's a much different, a much bigger discrepancy in body mass as well, potentially, within the, in the game of rugby as well, would you not say at times? Is that a, yeah, a, yeah, sure, I think they're a bit bigger. And I also think um, rugby players catching the ball on the chest, not in the hands, yeah. creates, I think, a much bigger impact zone, um, like the, where your body's positioned, you're more like a cannon, you're more like a ball, whereas AFL, they stretch out with their hands out to give themselves that extra metre in mm. the air. So, yeah, all of those things are mitigating. I, I do hope they're changed. Or if they're not changed and we want to protect the player's safety, let's change the rules around the red card because yeah. it's too damaging. Yeah. Oh, push on? Yeah, push yeah. on. We need, we need to get a bit more enthusiastic. There's still a good, a lot of, there's some good rugby. Uh, as my, oh, no, I faced Oh, it just hard. wasn't. For me, it was just shit. Like, once that happened, I was over it. No, no I get that, but it was still, there was some good rugby played this weekend. Like, we shouldn't be too... Yeah, the, I mean, and I mean, the <laughs> next game, Australia Island and, and England, South Africa, absolutely. fucking lootly. Yeah. But in that one, there just wasn't. It was fucking New Zealand playing like they are a bit drunk <laughs> against France hanging on. Uh is that a segue into the Irish, or...? Yeah, it's just a handy segue, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, what did you boys think of the game? Cause there was I'd a... rather than talk about it. Okay, let's push there, <laughs> all right? England, South Africa, let's... No, um, answer. look, I think the, the obvious take, so what, takeaway is uh, we're lucky to be within five points. I think Ireland dominated most aspects of the game. Um, you know? Yeah. I, I, like we could have won, don't get me wrong. Three tries to two, and, and we're a chance of scoring at the end there. I think we looked... Deadly, and mm-hmm. I think Guinea coming off really disrupted lots of what we do. But yep. that's all a moot point when you got twenty eight percent possession. Mm. And I'm you sure you're going bullied. to. I'm sure you're going to tell me the stats soon, Richard. But territory was disgusting. It was well, almost impossible for us for at least sixty minutes there to be anywhere in the sc- try scoring position. But actually, um, the statistic was second half. It was only fifty um, territory was fifty seven forty three. Um, so not as big a discrepancy in the end, but I think that was obviously swayed by the last probably 10 minutes, which you had a bit more ball. But for the first 20, 30 minutes of that second half, you didn't even get in the, second, in our, in the Irish half. But what was so disappointing about the possession and territory conversation was that they didn't, it wasn't even that normal Northern Hemisphere thing where we're out kicked. They just had ball retention. We just couldn't compete at the ruck. I think it was not only the, the not only ruck, it was just the, the, the first point of contact. They just seemed to make yards, post-contact meters every time. Yeah, we hadn't taken our angry pills this week. No. Other than Coleman, everyone else was sitting on the heels. Yeah, mm. and the problem was that, again, as you know, when you get past it, when you make contact and keep driving forward, it just puts the defense on the back foot, whether that's at break time, breakdown time or in the defensive line out wide. And it just gave Ireland a lot more time on the ball. I think, though, the, the most telling, all of these things aside, and it probably is, you know, the, the strongest side eventually draws more penalties, but I think it was the Lions said their goal is to have under 10 penalties per game. Yeah. They calculated if they get under 7, they should win every game. 
if they get more than 10, they could lose. Mm. And they, like that, that statistic alone probably explains 85% of results. The Wallabies had 15 penalties. The Irish had 12, so it wasn't that big a discrepancy. They were late, though. It was like 15-7 until there was 10 minutes to go. We got, we got like no. three in that last couple of minutes of the game. So And kickable penalties, too. Mm. Discipline is the biggest problem. Now, you can say that that's a result of being on the back foot yeah. and being a bit slow at the ruck, but we... Yeah, discipline shit else. Exit strategy is horrendous. It fucking hurts, man. Yeah, what was the difference between this week and last we week? We were bombing just... it from the inside. We went up and unders, and because... Flau just was not there that day. Yeah, and That's the, the is... big talking point. And the thing is, because I understand there was a discrepancy in the Irish team, and uh, there's a difference, different personnel and stuff like that, but just there seemed to be an attitude change. Week to week. Yeah. I, I think, though, talking about the, the up and unders and the exit strategies, I think there's like a, a three... Part component to that. One, Fibs can't box kick very well. Fibs' pass isn't crisp, so you lose that half a second for your clearing kick. Um, two, Ireland really, really, really had blockers for every high ball. Like, to their credit, they, they got away with it and they did it subtly enough, but Falau almost never had a clear run through to the ball. And three, Falau just had a shocker. He never I, even put himself in a position think, to catch it. I don't even think, yeah, I don't even think they kicked to him. They were very smart. They kicked oh, they, no, but I'm saying our kicks when we tried oh, to kick sorry, it. Apologies. To clear it, we put it up to kick put offs. him in yeah. to put him in contention. Yeah. They had blockers and mm. he didn't he didn't play well enough to put himself in a position. Yeah. So all of those three things led to this shithouse strategy of doing contestable kicks out of our own 22 to be a fucking abject failure rather than just kicking for length which we should have been doing mm. what's your take on Phipps getting selected in the team the dude's played very minimal super rugby and poorly he has a video this is of Checker doing something surely has to be, it's crazy man it's just enthusiasm's got him there Jake Gordon's twice twice the player he is I at this even, stage uh, look, let's be that bloke from Queensland will play one game yeah pick him Powell. Pick Powell. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Ruru started playing real well yeah. at the end there. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I genuinely don't get it. I don't no. get it either. I have absolutely no idea. It's that Tars connection, maybe the Phipps-Foley combination. But... Well, it's not that good of a combo, is it? No. And, and I just say it like, man, if my full-time job was the backup Australian halfback, I would have a crisp pass. Yeah. yeah. I even need to play for 80. Like, forget the fucking fitness and yelling at the forwards. Yeah. Your full-time job is halfback. Learn how to pass the ball. And or box at least, even box kick yeah. if you want. Just be very good at both of those things. But it's the time. I know it's the modern way to be able to pick up the ball and then pass, but he just takes so long to do it. To yeah. get to the ruck either as well. <laughs> yeah. And he's like that that halfback you'd play with, and I know it's because I was 10, who would just wait for the ball to be on a platter. Mm. No, mate, you've got to fucking get in there, put your head in a compromising spot, and flick that thing out, let's go. As a, as a, as a former flyer, half. We talk about scrum halves. Like, uh, got to talk about Shorty, um, uh, not Sexton, Murray. Oh, Murray. Yeah, Connor Hudkins his past. Yeah, and he didn't play very well the week before. He no. he looked much better with Sexton. Absolutely. And that's the second way to Sexton. That bloke's a freak. Mm. Yeah, they were in control the whole time because of them too. Mm. Murray and Sexton just theme was control, controlled mm. at all points, and they just fucking did. Yeah, and you just actually see him though. The thing about Sexton is the fact that yes, he's very good, but you just watch him when and the ball is somewhere else. He's consistently talking to forwards, directing operations, telling people to go where they are, and that just gives them so much more direction. And look, the Irish and he do... talks to the ref too. Connor. Yeah, he's quite good at that. Too. Oh yeah, he's just your typical halfback. He's oh, always chirping. It's impressive. Yeah, no, completely. Um, what was interesting? Just moving. Do you want to? Well, I just, I just Sexton, yeah. while we're on him, I just love, and it's probably Schmidt's coaching, 
He rarely gets the ball without running options. Mm. Almost always, he's hitting the second or third. That's man. what I said. He's always telling people what to go on and always like they option. look so well coached that every single time Sexton's making a pass, you genuinely don't know who's getting it. Now, when Australia does their second man ball, oh, it's know. fifteen minutes behind the game line. Fifteen so minutes. Fifteen. That too. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been done fifteen that's minutes long, ago because Fibs was so slow to the ruck. Um, it's really, really, like, it's impressive, and they have those obstruction runners, and I mean that in a good sense, yeah, no. for attacking rugby. Um, they do that very, very well. And to, when I segue that to Australia... Could you just say just one thing about that before you say it to Australia? What does I love about him? He, how many times he actually got tackled in the game? Must have been under 10. Yeah, he always yeah. seems to get rid of the ball. The dude's 32. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. He, knows he how looks to keep fragile. The body fit. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, give it to our four. There you go. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, the old school fly half. And but if that's half. your job, oh, it's to direct everyone else and then make your kicks Completely. count. And yeah. then just twice a game, go on a little run. And yeah. He does that little burrowing. Yeah, run he does. Always gets over the other line. Completely. It's impressive. Yeah. I think Sorry. when Australia try and do a similar thing, have all those running options and tip on balls from the forwards. It's like that's all our players can concentrate on and they forget to clean out. Mm. So if we ever go wide, you look and all of the forwards are lined up for their mm-hmm. next play, but no one's fucking cleaned out. Mm-hmm. And you see one of our wingers in there just ineffective neck rolling someone yeah, um, because all of our forwards are like doing the coach's playbook, yeah. which is I've got to be a tip on option here. Now get your head in the fucking ruck and clean out the ball. Mm. Um, and something. Yeah. Ugh. And then on clean-out ball, the other thing that I think both teams were guilty of, but I'd say Ireland intended to do it as a deliberate plan to eliminate Pocock, who was so dominant the week before, staying on the feet in the ruck just isn't a rule anymore. Just both teams, but I think Ireland stepped up their game when they saw it not refereed last week. Staying on your feet in the ruck just isn't a rule. They just seal off one penalty the entire game for it. I reckon 80% of rucks, guys didn't stay on their feet. Boys just go straight off their feet, seal it off. First man flops, you've got the ball back. Mm. There was just the contest was taken out of that, and I think it's one of those ones. If you're a ref, if you don't pin it early, well, you've shot yourself in the foot because mm. you can't just pull it up in the 60th. Mm. Um, it's a, that's a frustrating one for me. I want the ruck to be a contest, and they clearly had planned it and looked at the tape from last week and just went right. This is something we're going to do more of. I'm not saying we didn't do it too. Um, but I think Ireland it looked like a more deliberate strategy. It's a it's a kind of it's a real obvious thing when it does happen, but it's a subtle art if you can do it without it looking obvious. Oh, completely. So you yeah. take one step over the ruck, then fall. That has so much impact yeah, on yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, if you can get in there first, you're right. You don't need to stay on your feet. Like you, you've got permission to fall over. And it's the same as being the tackler. I mean, you could obviously roll away heaps quick, or you could delay it a second, which counts for. But I'm, I like all that gamesmanship with the tackler and slowing the ball because that's part of the game to me. I think just refs have got to be a bit more on. Um, I feel like that's why their ball retention was so strong because just not many rucks were a contest. And they just had numbers everywhere. They were they looked heaps fitter than they, us. They looked fit. It looked like there was thirty Irish guys on the field. Mm. They were just everywhere. When we like in attack in defence, they just look like they had options in but attack. But again, it goes back to that. Rock. It gets back to that gut over the game line, and that just gives you that extra competitive advantage of the breakdown. That's that's the big thing. Absolutely, and I guess only tackling for thirty percent of the game. Of course, yeah. you can have lots of running in you. Yeah, absolutely. I got questions to ask on on Timu. Oh, oh. Timu had a great barnstorming run. Gotta love 
the storming early on and then just went MIA. I know he was just subbed conceded at conceded two penalties. Conceded, okay. subbed at half-time. BPA subbed at half-time. Yeah, Line-out was... ran better, but I find he's uh, what I used to do. I know we've talked about this too. We just run from ruck to ruck, get there at the last minute, yeah. hand on it, jump to the next one. Defensively, he always seems a bit behind getting in the line. Like He's told, obviously, to be in the middle section and go either side of the ruck because he's a... He's huge. I like that He's a point. bit slow to get there. I like that point, and I think you were facetiously saying you used to do it intentionally to avoid oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually remember one week I had to play in the forwards, and I, I didn't even mean to do it, but because you, I hadn't been a forward, I couldn't anticipate the rucks, so I just never got there in time. Mm. I felt like I was just following rucks and never getting there, and I reckon that's the pace of international mm. rugby compared to super rugby. And he looks, he's, he's just not there in time. Yeah, he's 23. He's not played that many games, is he? He's developing, and, and the international level is a huge step up. So you're probably absolutely right. He's just not getting there quick enough. Probably. But interestingly, Lato, who's barely played a game... It's another interesting one as well. Sorry, but just, he doesn't look like he doesn't belong. No, I don't Timu doesn't. and Paramosa look like they don't belong at the moment. Mm. I thought that Lato... I thought Lato was pretty good. Yeah, he threw one fucking stupid pass. Mm. Um wasn't that Timmy? Was it that big flick out? No, it was that right out? late at the game, just a fucking nothing mm. pass when we're on the attack. He wasn't brilliant, Latu, but it, but our scrum goes up a notch when he's on the field. Mm-hmm. And Latu, what I also found is, other than Pocock, no one else looked like they could peel for the ball. No, no one else got ever yeah. got themselves in a position where Latu offers that. Hooper didn't even get into it in no. a few position, a few times. Like maybe literally twice, I threw him jackal for the ball. That was about it. Um, struggled. So I would like to see. I, I, you don't need wholesale changes. We play the second best team in the world, and we got within five points playing poorly. Um, but I would like to see Latu start next week. Yeah, I think another pilfering option. The scrum a fraction stronger is is all good for me. So going back to the idea of, of clearing out, one of the primary jobs, as you know, of a second row is do, does the donkey work of cleaning out. Is are we Coleman one hundred percent? But we are we not questioning Rodder's um, use? Well, just on, just on par with Simmons. I know Simmons is better in the lineup, but Rodder's quite aggressive. Mm. I've been more impressed than I have been for his Reds performances this year. Yeah, I, I, I liked Rodder last <laughs> night. He stole that one line out when it counted. I think he made a lot of tackles. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. I want to see more at ruck time. And he's a I young think, gun going to grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. but maybe right. because we have Pocock, a lot of our forwards seem to not think it's their job. Yeah. We need to get the ball. You're not going to win with yeah. 30% possession. Oh, right, you have right. to compete when it's on. Yeah. yeah. But maybe that comes down to players leaving their feet too. He, need, he needs a good leader, Rodder. He needs a good, good rudder to oh, get him in the geez. right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nicely done. Um, I think the big selection decision for me, and I, and I reckon most people will disagree with me because we're quite loyal and pick the older bloke, especially in the front row, but I think uh, Kepu's handing over the throne. Tupu came on. Our scrum went from being slightly dominated to dominating when, when he came on the field. I don't think he that's also an unfair made comment. I reckon that's exactly nine what's going amazing on. runs. He also scored a try. Threw a shit pass too. Oh, no. no. That was I, Lato. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Ben racist yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotyping again. <laughs> oh, I, I just think uh, he's he deserves it now. I know he's a lot younger and hasn't played as much, but I don't think that's a reason not to be picked. No. And I reckon a year out from now, he's our starting tight head. Look, I, reckon, I reckon he's the starting tight head in the World Cup. Yeah. It's got to be. And I, I, would, I would look forward to that battle, that Healy versus Tupo battle. Because that, that, a, a he's a very the good... real prop. deal, he's yeah. A, you know, he's been there for years and, and is, a, is a good scrummager. So I, I would look forward to that battle. 
you know, he does make a difference when he comes on, especially in that second half. Look, there's a couple of times there was a few telegraph passes, but he still does. He's still he's more effective than Kepu. And he's a, an effective, more effective ball carrier. And this is no slight on Kepu. I think no. Kepu is a good scrummager and a good ball carrier. And done a lot for Australia. And done a lot for Australia in the time. He's a good fucking player. Yeah. It's a good conversation to be having here. We're not saying Kepu is horrible. I just think Tupu has done enough to be starting on. I think him and Pocock were the only two Aussies I was looking at last night as, fuck, these boys are world-class. Where normally you throw Genia and Flau in that just by default, but Flau had a shot on Genia. Look, I would say he's a good player. I don't think quite think he, you could go he's world-class. No, no, but the way he played last night. Okay. I thought he just had that, where everyone else in our team looked like they were just holding out the yeah. Irish attack. I thought Tupo looked like he put his stamp on the game. Mm. Um, just before we go on to the, the backs, maybe, just for the Irish, um, we've already mentioned Healy. Furlong had a, had a big game. Armani. Armani is a freak at six. He dominated the breakdown. Yeah, absolutely. But even just the line-out options, Tono, Ryan. Um, Standard didn't have the best game in the world, but the, the, the bunch of fours just work collectively together. How old's that one second roll, but Gramps? He's the oldest-looking bloke I've ever seen. Out of shape, too, man. <laughs> you take that shirt off, it all comes out. <laughs> it's just being held in there by some tight How's green Gramps, Smith? Just someone's dad running around with it. They just got the mo- the the closest dude in Ireland that looks like Peter Peter Paul O'Connell. Paul O'Connell, that's it. It's Paul O'Connell's granddad, mate. Yeah, just... <laughs> that's who that's a We're gonna can go. Can you shave your head, please, Boris? <laughs> sure. Marketing purposes, we need you to just shave. Just needs your a bit head. of tape around the forehead as well. Tall Irish but he was player. a workhorse. He fucking didn't take it off. He worked that night. Yeah. Oh, James Ryan's a freak. Omani's a freak. They've had a great game. Stunder just adlined for days. Yeah. Fuck, he's a chunky uh, dude. And Furlong adlined for days too. He's a hard bloke. To, I remember he's doing it at Lions as well. He mm. just That bloke gets it on the fly. He is very hard yeah. to bring down. And look, his set piece work is pretty good. He lifts well in line out. He scrummages well. Um, obviously, you know, he's not as good as Kitschkoff, but obviously. I tell you what, like, Kitschkoff won he that. He fucking had scrum. a good game. He had a very good game. I knew you two would bite at that. <laughs> no, no, Phelan's better. I'm with you. That's funny. But Kitschkoff had a good game. Um, three, uh, but, but again, really, it just shows they're, they're, they're just when they get front football, they're very hard to stop. And I thought um, Ringrose wasn't amazing, didn't have a huge influence. They just looked threatening in the centres, yeah. where last week they didn't. No, I'm sorry. The, the thing for the Irish, before, again, before we move on to the Aussie backs, the thing for the Irish, with, with the amount of possession they have, their one question mark would two be... Two tries. Two tries, absolutely. And they made line breaks as well, and they just didn't finish them off. And know? that's credit to the Australian defence. It is. I think we defended well. It is, but when you look at it from an Irish point of view, you think you've got to score more points than that. There'll be a time where you'll want to, when you're playing against uh, Australia again, or you're playing against New Zealand, or whoever, and you'll need to, you'll need to put 20, 30. Yeah, we get another 10% possession, we score another try. Absolutely. The cover uh, defense is the best it's ever been. It's fucking hard. And line break does not mean that you get a try these days. No, it doesn't. But if it's not a score from a try from that one, you would hope that you get quicker ball and at least you're going to score. They were camped in their 22 for a long time for, yeah. for no points. And, and look, we, we shot on uh, um, Carney a little bit last week, but he played much better this week. A lot under the high ball, took it really well. Earls, mate. Um, Earls on the one? wing as well. I just can't work out Earls, mate. He's three foot tall, best under the high ball on the field last night. Yeah. Balls. Yeah, just balls. Just though. fucking balls. And that's where Falau shot me. That Earl's little like... bit of skill, more balls. Yeah. yeah. No, of, of steel. Oh, oh, of balls of steel. steel. Oh, I thought you said skill. No, yeah. that would have been better probably, but yeah, Earl's just running over Falau. Yeah. What do you mean? Seven, seven, seven kilos. Seven kilos. Oh, there was one point when fucking tackling. Yeah, Hooper went even to tackle Carney at one point and just boshed him off. Went no, no mate. Yeah, I just no, that no, that Falau on Earl's one on one your try line. Mm. A fucking. 
I was going to get Irish Leprechaun there, but I didn't. Little yeah. bloke <laughs> running at Falau. What are you doing, Falau? We know he's not the greatest defender. Just fucking tackle him. He was a confidence thing for Falau. He... He's such a confidence player, isn't he? Once mm. things aren't going his way, absolutely, everything sort of shuts down. So that leads us on to the Aussie backs. Uh, obviously, a few changes next week in regards to Genia, which is just, you know, it's I hope he has. A, I hope it's he hasn't broken it. But... No, he has. He's yeah. having surgery yeah. today. Okay, so he's out. So he's out. and Coleman can't fly. No, because his cheek. Yeah. Um, it's terrible. How long can he not fly for? I don't know. I don't know what the yarn is. He's a Melbourne boy these days. Yeah. So it's just sit down. Just, just, yeah. just watching Netflix. Have a coffee. How good would that? Oh, it would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, you want to play the Royals. Yeah, you want to play the <laughs> And just get your fitness back up after fucking just a week off. Um, it's too hard to really um, say too much about the Wallaby Banks because they just didn't get to do what they do, mm-hmm. which is attack. We just didn't have the ball. Yeah. The first minute and a half, they looked fucking sensational. That was up. Um, so it's a bit hard to to sort of go anyone. I mean, Bill looked a bit lateral. He's not the best defensive But 12, he's always but... been lateral. He needs someone. Yeah, more we need to be going forward yeah, for absolutely. Bill to carve. So you tell me Phipps is starting. That's what I'm hearing. I fucking... No, he better not be. We're he, at the game. He will. He will because he's, he's can't be in the 23 for the last few weeks and then suddenly get usurped from someone who's not even been in the squad, surely. No, I know. He will start. It's crazy. So we'll be there cheering him on. Fuck up. <laughs> I went for cheering on. You went for fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing, I guess, we didn't have much ball, but I'd like to see Karevi. He fucking boshed about seven or eight dudes. Kerwin He's such Day. a hard runner. But I'd just like to see him straighten our lineup. Mm-hmm. He's kind of adding to this lateral chaos offload yeah. shit. Just even use him as a dummy runner yeah. or someone. Just play a bit like Kurandrani. And I don't, I mean that, we just need someone to straighten. The yeah. other guys are also Kurandrani lateral. Kurandrani circa 2015. Yeah, yeah. play like no. that for a while. And then no, even once you're going Red's forward. Kurandrani, Kur- Karevi. Yeah, I want it, that there. But it, oh, we need someone straighter. In Australia, we're very sideways. Yeah. I want him going forward. Could we see Kurandrani maybe don the 13 this no, week? No, no, no. no. Karevi deserves it. Yeah. He didn't play poorly. No, he didn't. I just want to see him go a bit straighter. I thought DHB just never does anything wrong. No. He's one of the most complete footballers. He missed one tackle, I think, when the prop made a break. Um, but he's just complete football. He try saved one too, but yeah, and he fucking good under the high ball. He's one one of those guys. I'm just confident mm. when he's in and around the play. Um. I'm just going to just drop this in there and let it go. Um, Corabriti yellow card, are you happy with it or not? Per the laws, yes. He's stupid. He's an idiot. He was clearly just pumped up on adrenaline with these folks watching in front of his home crowd. Per the rules, it's a yellow card, but you know how I feel about yellow That's cards. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, just, just 13 points in a test match. They scored on his wing. Um, and then yeah. the Key and Healy one as well. That was fucking ridiculous too. I, I just don't understand how... It's a penalty try if they've deliberately stopped a try being scored that was going to be scored. Maybe. Sure. I'd, I thought that was a strange decision. But a yellow card on the first penalty the team has given away all game. I know. The first rolling more. It's not like repeat infringements. Mm. It's not like they'd been warned. I don't, and, and a penalty try and a yellow card? It's because he knew who it was. That's the issue. Sometimes you don't get a yellow card because you can't work out who it is, but it was blatant that it was him. I think he was evening the ledger up for the 13 points Probably. for Corabetti. But then how much can you say credit to Ireland? We gave away a yellow card. We kept throwing it wide and got carved. Okay. They got a yellow card. 17 blokes got cramps. There was four scrum resets. <laughs> they took 18 minutes to take every kick. There was, the ball was in play for about a minute during the yellow card. During our yellow card, we got absolutely destroyed. Um, good game management by them, but that shouldn't be part of our game. 
It is. But whoever manages mm. a yellow better. That shouldn't be part of the score sheet. It's just game management full stop, really. Yeah, sure. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it either. Oh, I don't mind the game management. No, it shits me, mate. Just walking to lineouts when there's a guy... They're good on him! I don't Well, like then it. the other team walks. Like it's... No, it's, and it's a full ass for not doing it. Mm. And it's, it's, up the it's, up to, sure, it's up to the referee. It's up to Sir. It's up to Sir. Foley taking a while we've got a guy in the bin. I mean, it's up to Sir. Oh, was that was that was that the dumb moment where literally he took a tap and went on his on own? On his own while we had a bloke in the bin. With yeah, 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 yeah. And that was. I'm like, are you serious? That was heaps of fucking dumb. That was so dumb. I would have if I was and a coach. I would have smashed yeah. every single thing in that box. <laughs> I can't remember what Corabetti got rid of yellow card. The spear tackle. Spear tackle. The fucking good tackle. Five years ago, didn't fall on his face though, did he? It wasn't a good tackle. Come on, he looked him up past the horizontal. I just, like, you'd be the same. You remember junior footy? Consider those tackles are the best players. You'd be like, go hit him, and everyone would be pumped. These yeah. days, get yeah. off the field. Yeah. And the bloke grew up playing league in Fiji. Like, I know they're the rules. He's an idiot. It is a yellow. I just wish it wasn't. <clears throat> I just wish it wasn't. Fair enough. I, I kind of thought it was a bit consistent, the whole yellow card for the rolling more, because there was no warning for the uh, Springbok penalty try. I'm just throw him a yellow, just straight into the... Thingy as well. Oh, the scrum in the Springbok game. Yeah. Was this a segue? It's, that was later in the game. There'd been a lot more penalties, and I think a scrum is a more. No, you're saying the like they usually make it packed down four or five times the scrum before they go to the yellow. No, no, no. They I were think, straight on it this yeah. time. I think with the scrum though, it's if the collapse goes down, you just can keep repacking, and yeah, if, if you can you catch can someone back. bringing it down, you warn them. But if it's marching forward. Mm. That's a different story. So I think that's when it comes into it. Um, and I don't think it was a yellow, wasn't it just a penalty yeah. try? Which is the correct decision. A try was going to be scored. Because you can't work out from that scrum situation who is it the one who specifically yeah. brought it down? Who, who was the one who couldn't take the weight? Yeah. I just think a penalty try and a yellow is just a combination that doesn't need to exist in our sport. To, to be positive, just for a second, I'm super excited about next week's game. We are going. Look, one, oh, it's going to be a fucking look, one. One all at Allianz should be a great atmosphere. The Irish will bring a will bring a huge amount of fans there as well. So I'm excited for the game. It should be really good. And look, Australia will get better next week because they 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 underperformed this week. We've all said it, and mm. they were probably just with a bit of a shocker the tactics that Ireland played. So I'm excited about next week's game. I think though, getting a Coleman's colossally huge. Mm. If the replacements are Fibs and Simmons. You'll be getting a phone call from the second row podcast going, hey Blake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Powell goes to the bench and who else goes to the bench? I guess um, Arnold, you'd hope. I'm going to put it out there. I reckon Tui's going to will start next week. Over Simmons. Tui was good when he came on. So I reckon Tui will go in the row alongside Rodder. Rodder. Yeah. And it's less the... height, even more less height though. Yeah. I reckon you need but a caller. I... Simmons needs to call. Coleman's the caller. Uh, Simmons, Simmons will, will come have to on play. to call. <laughs> yeah. And he's very good at the line out, but he mean yeah. he had zero ball carries. Yeah. He was on the field for a half. He didn't carry the ball once. Mm. So I got my I'll also put it out there. Hannigan will come onto the bench next week because he is a line out option. I just wish it was Rory Arnold. What's Rory Arnold got to do? I don't know. I generally don't know. Maybe he's just, he can't still be suspended. Maybe he's injured or something. I'm going to Google it whilst you dissect there. Maybe they don't trust him because he's been carted a fucking lot oh we need some of that aggression yeah i i, I, I don't get it I don't get all right it. did you watch england bulkies well series sown new zealand have sown their series wales sown their series Springboks sown their series bulkies look good last week i was a bit worried and i think i thought england just capitulated this week the bulkies just look good they look like they're firing as a side now um england's 
there's real concerns there. Again, started like fucking a house on fire. Looked really good. I think Ford's got to go. For That's what I just, I'm not in for George Ford. But he's, he's just got to go. I either play Farrell at 10 and bring in a, a crash ball centre, um, or I bring Cipriani in, who's been totally in form. He looked good off the bench. Yeah, I don't, I don't get why you'd bring Cipriani all that way and then just literally put him on for 10 minutes. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Like, and he's the, from all accounts, he's the, been the form 10. Yeah. The, the issue is, is what he, where he's going to go next year. Cause is, he, is, is he just still banging broads off Broadway and stuff? Not as far as I'm aware, no. Uh, you know, um, I thought that's why they didn't give him 10, because he's just a bad boy. No, he's cleaned up his act and uh, been doing, doing playing really well. The obvious, the issue for him is where he's going to play next year because Sokawang is going to Wasp next year. So uh, we'll see what happens there. He'll play fullback, won't he? Or is that Will- Will- well, Willie Roo is there? Yeah. So he's fucking class. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the, the thing is for England, it's it's now there's a chance they lose next week. Then the week after, then the next time we play will be in November and we play South Africa again. So it could the the, the numbers keep going. But one of the biggest things is just indiscipline again. Um, again, not not understanding, not playing the way that the ref wants them to do. Gave away too many penalties. Oh, it's that thing, though. I reckon it's a pretty fair rule. Look at which team's done worse on the penalty count and they just lose. Like, you have to be disciplined. Penalties are huge. They are three points. They're more than half a try. Yeah. And when Pollard's slotting them from 62. Oh, no, and with Rolling Moores being so powerful. It's the same thing happened in Australia, though. I but, agree. but it is fair to say the team not playing as well will get away. They're, 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 they're big dudes, dudes man. man. The Bockies. They're, they're huge. Dudes. Dudes. They are, they are, and they got over the good game. They got over the, got over the game. Mine England's forwards are not playing as well as what they could do. Billy Bonaparte started off well, then disappeared for a bit. And then Gave away some silly he's going to be shit, man. He missed the tackle. Yeah. He's gone off the post. He's lost some physicality. physicality. Just, just, just lost a bit of grunt. That's what happens when you play for four years straight. You can't sustain that. You just can't. No, no. There is an argument. As I said last week, they just got to that point where I just think they've... But I just wonder why do guys like Fafn Willie just as much? Rugby, they look... Like because, of, because that, of that, they're in form. I would say no. Just position, like a Tojo, maybe position, and it's different. You know, playing, playing, playing in the lines, lines is much of much harder position. position. You know, you know, physically, physically potentially um, playing in the row than what it is. But Van Mullen, he's the same. But he looks like he didn't play international rugby last year. So because he was obviously playing in England at that front or France, I can't remember which. Sorry. So he didn't play all of last year. I just get a bit dubious that they had a month two years ago. Oh, look, I stand, I'm not, not, they're just not playing well enough, full stop. And Eddie Jones might be pushing too hard in training as well. There's, there's, there's just, a number, just, of different, no, number, number of different, different reasons, but that's, that's five, five or six in a row now, and it could end up being, Japan might be the next game they win, which is in November, end of November, beginning of December. The concerning thing for me, the backs not functioning because there's no go forward in the centres. Well, the backs are functioning also because the, the, the forwards aren't winning the, winning the contest. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I just think the backs, the backs could, could look so much, so much more dangerous. They have power out wide. They've got Farrell, they've got Young. It's just because Slade's very lateral and Ford's shit. He missed three big tackles again and gave away some penalties. Yeah, I worry. He just didn't look too young. He looks like he just ran over. And he got fucking hard run every run too. There's just a few, and they're all just like, yeah, but yeah, I agree with the fact that... They need a big sound. They need a T.O. or two of you to fucking start trucking that ball up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then they and needed then they a ten with a ten with a bit more flair, flair. Yeah. or yeah. Farrell, Farrell to, to start playing, start playing the game, which which Ford tried to do, to do. He just didn't kick that well. Well, really, really just refused everything. Completely. Oh, last year when he played up, I've been over Ford playing ten for a while. He's supposed to be their creative influence over the more pragmatic Farrell, but go to go to pragmatism, go to pragmatism. I'm done with it. Get Cipriani in there for at least the last game and see what happens. You know, nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I thought, I thought um, South, Africa, South Africa, a few boats set up. I thought Anne finally, finally looked like he, looked like he was involved in the game, in the game and, and, and had a good game. But Dylan 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 Every bit an international talent, yep. and, his yeah. and his goal kicking alone, alone in games, games, not to mention his positional kicking, faffs on another on level. level. And, and, look, and, and look, we are good balance. I, 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 I don't even think he's the best second row. I always kind of look at the board as well. Mostly played well. I don't even think they're the best two players in the world. Schneiderman's a fucking grab now. Yeah, so they're continuing. We have to play credit to Dinder. Yeah, hundred hundred. I do worry though. Um, um, I, mate, guys, guys, legend, legend of the sport. The sport and he had a fucking he had a fucking blind blind I just wonder if he's, if he's the best scrummager. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. Yeah, but when their bench, bench comes on, they dominate England scrum. Well, you know why? Get your kits off. Come on. He did. Get your kits off. Played pretty well. He's a good he's player, a player, man. He's, 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 they're playing like Eddie's saying, personality is he, is, he, is he pushing him too hard in yeah. training? And we, I, I don't know. But there, there's... If he... Because at the moment it's... What is it? Six? Five? Six? Last three? Three, four, five? So it's, if you include the bar Games bars... Games in a row. Yeah, so if you include the I bar thought it bars... I 11 six. <laughs> so that's how many games there's been since Australia beat us. Um, so that's... I think it's six at the moment if you include the bar bars. That's we then, awful. We then play South Africa in, um, again in November. And I think it's the All Blacks after that. So it could get up to potentially six, seven, eight, nine. Might be the tenth game before we win our next game. So um, That's yeah. very pommy. Just counting the losses yeah, before yeah. they happen. Yeah. Yeah. Get behind your team, Richard. I am, mate. Realism here, boys. Uh, but yeah, we. I do have to say, we, I come on here and talk about England being bad. You're right. Uh, South Africa really moving in the right direction. You boys so. want to feel old? I mean, we're 1989. But did you see that? I saw online that the entire England pack born in the 90s. Does that make you feel old? No, not really. No, it makes me feel old the other day when I was teaching my year 12s and we were talking about the Sydney Olympics and none of them were born. Yeah, that shit's crazy. <laughs> you are? Jeez, no, I do September 11 in history as this turning point in history, and they're like, no idea. Yeah. It's like the Berlin Wall for us. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's crazy. Oh. Um, no, South Africa building, man. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I reckon. I reckon last night South Africa 
would have beaten the, the way New Zealand played last night. Same with Ireland. Yeah, but I think New Zealand... But of course, of course. Yeah. The card um, South Africa, look, they look well coached too. It's, it's right. right now... Beatable, it, it is beatable. Yeah, yeah. It's 11.42 on Sunday, the whatever date it is today. Where does South Africa and Australia finish in the rugby championship? I, I tend to think it ends up, they beat us there, we beat them here. So where everyone loses who, to New Zealand. Everyone, Blake, who finishes where? We beat them. We're second. Who's gonna? Yeah, finish second. Come on. It'll come down to bonus points. Yeah. So who's gonna finish second? We're second. I Fuck re- it. We're first. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> I'm gonna go three because I reckon South Africa will have a better go at New Zealand at home. Than Still we a bonus point or something. Fuck you, Australia. And man, dude, you think of it. If Kenny <laughs> is injured, dogs. fucking Phipps is running the show. Yeah, Simmons. Just shit, our second team sucks. It's poo. Yeah, that's our problem at the moment. Our 15 strong, and in some positions, um, we some keep key, going. Some key positions as well. Yeah. No, but some some positions we have a bench. No, no I agree. Yeah, but yeah, then but... there's some real key ones, like Scrum Off, for example, yeah. where you just struggle Like 13 or a prop. Any of those yeah. boys go down, we're all right. Mm-hmm. Um, a few other positions. Halfback or five. Even fly off. Fire. Yeah. Who's your, sec- who's your second yeah. fly off? It'd have to be Curtly, I reckon. He's no, playing he, a lot Hodge, of Hodge is running it. Hodge is running it. And Falau, we need to turn his confidence around in a week, so we need to retweet one of his preaching photos Yeah, let's let's shit. If everyone retweet Falau this Way, Let's all him tell happy. him we've converted. Yeah. <coughs> Everyone fucking tweet him a biblical passage about confidence. Yeah. He'll and, love and that don't, shit. don't buy the false ministers. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's time to repent. It's time to <laughs> repent, man. It's time to be a big because, because we, There's not much time left. There's not much time yeah. left. Because we've got these are the final days, yeah, Richard. Final days till the third test. We need to tweet him some biblical shit. I think I'll do the uh, I killed my sons and I'm proud of it bit. He'll love it. <laughs> <coughs> so moving on to Argentina Wales <laughs> I don't know what the segue is but let's just move push uh, Wales Argentina huge kudos to, to Wales the massive series South Africa and then Argentina twice have been the most successful Northern Hemisphere side yeah absolutely um, and it's fucking Wales be honest, B it is Wales B they played South African B and then what's going on with the Aguaris right different coach mate the Aguaris is struggling Seriously, the difference between them playing... I know Super Rugby's are not in the, in the same reaches as... Are you telling rugby, me but... the Crusaders aren't beating Wales B? They're beating them in their sleep, man. Yeah, Crusaders, probably. definitely. The Crusaders beat France <laughs> Actually, B. didn't... didn't, didn't um, they beat the French Barbarians. Didn't, um, the Welsh, didn't when uh, the Welsh B play the Crusaders on the Welsh tour a couple of years ago? Yeah, but, mate, they're the... not absolutely pumped. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Crusaders but... beat the Lions, mate. Like, the Jaguars are yeah, showing didn't. up. Crusaders you know? didn't. The Blues uh, beat the Lions. The Blues, the Blues <laughs> beat the Lions. Yeah. The Crusaders didn't. Highlanders <laughs> almost did, too. Yeah, they? unacceptable. The Highlanders did beat the Lions, yeah. yeah. They look ill-disciplined. They're scrummaging poorly. Their backs are dropping the ball. They're not making the ad line. They're not kicking well. They'd look Argentina average, mate. Which is so depressing. Because uh, we came into this series thinking that Haguaris are playing well and we thought they would then be competitive. And this has just made my enthusiasm about Argentinian rugby just go backwards. And because of the Haguaris, there's no, you can't see other options. Mm. It's not like they could pick. A different co- no, no. That's, that's what sucks, team. though. Is who really cares about this little two two test fixture? But are they going to drag this lack of confidence now back to the Super Rugby comp and just be shit? Well, they could I'm end up losing to they could end up yeah rugby. Well, I think the fact that they could if they lose to Scotland in their next game, yeah. they're playing Scotland next week. Yeah, I just so. worry that if they carry this into the rugby championship, they could be in trouble because we look a bit better this year. South Africa look a lot better, and the Kiwis are the fucking Kiwis. Yeah, they're, they're, it could be. It could be ugly. Yeah. 
Whereas the last couple of years, we've looked so shit. They're always a chance but, to yeah, get a win. Two weeks ago, and so does South Africa. Two weeks ago, we were like, oh yeah, Argentina should be better. Haguais, this is going to make them more competitive. No, no, they've gone backwards. Mm. In two weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's really crazy. Crazy. Credit to... Um, Wales, Wales and Gatlin because they've needed to show depth. They've picked the same 15 boats for 10 years. Yeah. So by picking a different team and still getting some results, they've looked good. They even kept some of their freaks on the bench. Yeah. And um, when, well, when you put them back in again and they'll be playing again and their next time will be in the Autumn Internationals or Spring Internationals, whichever way you look at it. So great, it's a great series for them. But it is demoralising for Argentina that the Wales B have now won there. Last year, England B won there. Like When are they actually going to win a series at home? Yeah. 100%. I don't get it. So it's disappointing, and I know I feel like we're probably not going to do justice to them because we might push on pretty quickly. Well, we can talk about the red card in that one. That's one instance. Um, is the eighty-eighth minute, so it's irrelevant. Well, I'm totally for the red card, man. You can't. That's intentional foul play. Headlock, fucking bit the bloke. Yeah, See you, mate. Yeah. That's a red card for days. I don't think he got cited for biting, though. It yeah. looks like he bi- he did bite him though. It, he well, let's, we'll spread the allegation. He bit him. Do you mean that we don't always say something accurate on <laughs> this podcast? Bit him. You bit him. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he was hungry. I don't know. Um, he was wanting some more RT. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, project. I don't really know what else to say about this game. Yeah. Project. Tina versus Land. Argentina versus Scotland. I'm projecting. I jumped. Should we just? I, I honestly don't know, but if Argentina play the same way, let's go Scotland. Let's go Scotland. I'm on Argentina. They've got to get it right eventually. I thought that last week. Yeah, I thought that last week too. Fiji, Fiji, Tonga. I just don't know enough about whether at or how many players have come back from Europe. But if Fiji have got anything like some of their stars, they'll Mate, win we this never, comfortably. We, let's just project. Fiji, Fiji. Yeah. Georgia are playing um, Japan. Mm. Japan. Japan. Next. Kiwis, France. Um, well, let's just say will a card ruin this game? What do you reckon, yes or no? Because no. we know who's going to win it. Will a card ruin the game? No. Jim's no. on no? No. I'm on yes. I'm going the trifecta. A whole series so ruins. How, what, what, would you, what would you classify a card ruining it? Either a, Just any yellow? No, a poor yellow given. Or any red. That, that, leads, to the, <laughs> that leads to like a domination. Um, or any red. So a poorly adjudicated yellow or any red, I would so say. So a fair is a, yellow is fine. A fair yellow is fine. Okay. I'm um, going no. No. So I'm on yes for a card ruining this one. Mate, we're two from two at the moment in this series. Australia or Ireland? I would have said Australia because I think now we've seen what they've got. I don't think we can play that bad two weeks in a row. Injuries. Um, but it's injuries. It's Genia and Coleman. That's just... Genia is irreplaceable. And Coleman's been a best defender. Yeah, I'm so going to Ireland. It just makes it tough. I'm going to Ireland too. I'm on Australia because I'm a fucking little bitch and I support Australia. <laughs> South Africa, England? The way it's going at the moment, you'd have to say South Africa. I'm going to England, get behind the rows. Well, I thought England would get it done this week. So I did really I. did. But no, I want South Africa. They're building. They look good. The Bockies. Um, Canada, the States. Big clash of North America. The States. Mm, States, surely. Oh, good side. I've got to go with my, my, uh, my Canadian connection. Mm. Come on, Canada. Go Canada. Um, other rugby news. Look, I'd just like to add that the dumbest rule in our sport is the intentional knockdown rule. I just it's hate just, it. Yeah, we've done that. So yeah, stupid. Yeah. But it's just and happened the, eight times and this the weekend. Var- and the variance of, or the degrees of 
of whether you think it is or not, whether it was like it's just just trying to tackle a bloke, it just passed better. Yeah, it's a knock on. But at the same time, you got to at the same time, you know that this is going to do. Just don't do it. But it's such a reflex thing. I get that. It's such, it's such a, a reflex thing. But fucking rule. You're never going to catch it. Yes. Fix that up for the World Cup. Absolutely. If anyone's listening on this platform, it's a stupid fucking rule. That's what I want to whinge about. Okay. I don't like you to whinge. <laughs> right, well, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter. What's our Twitter handle? Rugby underscore podcast. podcast. Look yeah. at that. We're getting, we're fucking remembering this. We're shit. a well-oiled machine. Um, enjoy your weekend. If you've got any thoughts, comments, disagree with us, agree with us, write in on the Green and Gold uh, podcast forum section or on Twitter. We will do our level to write back to you. Hooray. See you, team. Yeah. See ya. Yeah.